0: You're listening to Chesh FM exclusively on the Pod Station. Welcome to the Chesh Podcast number two. Technically, number two because we do do post match reviews um, when we've done well, because no one wants to approach Yoz when we've played badly <laughs> for fear of what he might say. Uh, joining me again is our captain uh, Pez Hughes how are you doing pal? I'm good mate, how are you? we should uh, prefix that with the fact that you're sitting here looking rather damp rather smelly and rather tired at this point, Um, we were supposed to have a game today against Rainhill at home but it got called off because the weather is grim to say the least so we had a training session instead which was uh, taken by Robert Midjall who number one is quite a sadistic bastard at the best of times um number two is currently paying for a course of fitness uh, which he decided he wanted to put everyone else through and number three when i spoke to him early on this week he said he'd had a tough week at work which he planned on taking out in the boys so can you confirm that that was the case
1: it was a bit much
0: <laughs> <laughs> now sitting next to him looking very happy because he was standing relatively dry um and if you don't mind me saying, shit-stirring occasionally uh, to ensure that people had to do the extra lap every now and again, is the gaffer number one, uh, Mr John Hughes. How are you doing, mate?
2: Yeah, I'm fine, Paul. Thank uh, you.
0: Did you enjoy watching that?
2: Very much, yeah. Yeah. It was it, quite hard, wasn't it? I, 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 all I was trying to do was be an extra pair of uh, eyes for Midge. I've got some video evidence that would suggest
0: otherwise, but there we go. Um, it doesn't do you any harm, does it? Extra few miles in the legs, eh, Pez? I don't know, you know. <laughs> God bless him, he's barely got enough energy to talk. So, oh. um, Midge couldn't join us because, um, well, he says he had to get back to work, but actually I suspect it was because he wanted to get away for fear of the lads
1: lynching him after that session. Had one or two of us had the energy, I think he might have got lynched, to be perfectly
0: honest. <laughs> um just some quick housekeeping um we're on all social media platforms so give us a follow it's at cheshire lions fc you can subscribe to this podcast on all the main platforms so do that so that every time we do and post one of these or if we've got any match stuff it'll drop in automatically onto your phone um also um if you want to drop us an email because you've got any thoughts or comments stick us to info at the cheshire lions UK. so right On to match review section. We've got loads to talk about because there's been loads of games, (laughs) he says facetiously. Uh, We've managed to play two games in two months due to weather and for some reason an absence of fixtures. Um, So there's loads to talk about. We've got uh, St. Michael's in the cup, um, which is great because we've got you two here so I can hold you to account to the predictions that you made in the last game. Uh, and then we've got Mossy Hill in the Cup as well, which was last week. So let's start with St. Michael's. I'll start with you, Yoz. We went through. It was the uh, Liverpool County FA. It was the Challenge Cup. How did you think it went? It finished 3-0, by the way, and we won 4-2 on penalties.
2: Um, yeah, that was another game um, this season yet again where we've started really, really slowly. St. Michael's were a good young team, quite fit, sharp and we were just caught on our heels uh, and very quickly with a couple of goals down and I didn't really see a way back to be quite honest with you
0: because we went 3-0 down in the first half didn't we?
2: yeah we did but you know when Joey managed to pull a goal back just before half time was a good thing really it just was something to hold on to (coughs) and maybe take into the second half and obviously the second half performance was a hell of a lot better
0: they were a good team they were quite young quite fit We actually spent most of the second half down to 10 men. Uh, We had uh, Sammy Dicko, Simbind, and then we had Dylan was sent off uh, for a second bookable offence. Did you notice that in the second half? Because from an observation point of view, they were quite fit, they were a good team, and they had an extra man. So even though we were substantially better in the second half, it did look like they were quite a dangerous outfit to deal with.
1: I do think they punched themselves out a little bit um, because... he was so dominant in the first half, and then that goal just before half time was a bit of a bit of a punch in the gut, maybe. And um, you think how dominant they were for most of that first half, and then we go down to ten men, like you said, and they they didn't manage to to, to keep hold of us like they did in the first half. So I, I I do think they were fit, but I also think that they punched themselves out a little bit, and we were able to get back in there.
0: Joey Eason made a good substitutes appearance. It must have been quite tough not to have started him. He's been He's had quite a good season, but he was missing for holiday reasons, so it was more of a selection choice, I guess, based on people keeping the shirt.
2: I'd love to say that, Mark, but actually I think it was more a case of, in my opinion, I don't think we were fit enough to play three in midfield on a big pitch, um, and that's why I've gone with four the last couple of weeks, because... I just don't think the, the three in there are fit enough to, to do it. Even a four just gives us a bit more of a solid base. I don't really like 4-4-2, four, four, so hopefully we'll be back to 4-3-3 three, three once we get a bit more fitness in the legs. And we touched on
0: it in the last show about discipline, um, and then they were, <laughs> we were actually complimenting everyone on how well we'd done so far this season. I mean, it wasn't again, it wasn't through any... Dangerous tackles or particularly violent behaviour. It was just dissent, stupidity. Yeah, it's it just dissent, wasn't it?
2: Just stupidity. Yeah. Um, so I,
0: it must be frustrating.
2: Massively so, because you know we've got ourselves back in the game. And then, before they've had a the chance to get back to the halfway line after us scoring the goal, we've lost the striker, one of our main strikers, for 10 minutes in the sin bin.
1: The lad had been kicking lumps off him, but Sam actually turned out of there for moment When well, you open your eyes, and he just whapped them straight in the uh, the old sin bin.
0: And Dylan, he says he didn't throw the ball away. He did, did he throw the ball he did, away? He did, yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. <laughs> he did he, he, he.
1: He has a bit of a red-miss situation, and it's all born out of wanting to win, I get it, but his, his first yellow card was just before that, and it was really, well, he intercepted the ball really well, and rather than passing it off to somebody else, getting us back into shape, he decided to go charging up the line, push the ball too far in front, and the defender went round him, and he just clattered them, and then a little bit later, he's trying to get us back going again for another uh, opportunity. He gives a foul away, and instead of just, you know, getting back in the beat, See, I, like he, we've all just said that he, he threw the ball away and then he started to play daft when the referee gave him a second yellow but it, it, it was right in my opinion anyway
0: one of the things I picked up on was that the referee did very well with both of those decisions he was absolutely right yeah however there is this great inconsistency when it comes to using the sim bin that was very much apparent on that day because I think within five minutes of Sam going in the sim bin there must have been at least four or five occasions when were probably chirping in his ears far more than Sam did because from what I saw Sam it was more Uh a case of going up and almost more of a question than it was a a, a verbal attack whereas these were were comments. We hit bag on the referees permanently but Uh it does, I mean in that particular case we were down to 10 men and so
1: arguably so should have they. And Yeah. I I, I tried to make a point of after uh, Sam Got simbined for this. I, I I actually said to definitely every time one of their players shows any dissent to, to you now, I'm gonna point point it out to you. And he got he got annoyed at that. And he he pulled me over for that. And he he thought he was gonna book me just for saying. And then every time one of their players had the out and I would say, that's the same thing. And he was like, no, that's that's different. That's the, you're allowed to question. You just you're not allowed. To, like it's too much of a grey area. That if you if you're gonna Simbin people for something, then you have just got to balls to the wall and be consistent with it
0: on a more positive note, that was one hell of a penalty shootout from our part I mean mm. I've never seen it but you can catch it on our YouTube channel but uh, all the yeah, air Pez is saying that because his penalties on there, um, <laughs> they were four immensely well taken penalties it has to be said did you pick the lineup of penalty takers Jos?
2: Um, no, I I always just ask the lads who, who wants to take one who's confident enough to take one the five lads come forward and it was just an amount, a matter of <coughs> organising what order they wanted to go into. I think it's always important that the players that are taking the Pens are they want to take it and they're comfortable taking it in the order that they want to take it. It just relaxes them a little bit more, I think, before they, they step up to the plate.
0: Yeah, and did you enjoy... The penalty I, I've
1: always enjoyed penalty shootouts. I think it's it's fun. It's it's a lot of nervous energy and it's a great feeling when it goes your way. Um, but ju- just incessantly, you know, saying about um, about it's, it's about players wanting to take them. I don't know if you remember, but Joey Sam was in the original five, mm. and yes. he, actually, he actually had the guts to turn around and say, "I I don't want to take one now. I'm not confident," and he he, he took himself back out of the five. And somebody else came in and there's obviously different tales of thought about that but I, I think that's a brave move I think to, it is I man mine peers and say no actually I'm I'm not prepared to do this sorry
0: I've been <coughs> one of those people who's volunteered because no one else has particularly wanted to put their hand up but yeah. was sort of sitting there thinking I'm not sure yeah. I'm on this because I, if I remember rightly it was after extra time as well so my legs were just burning <laughs> Um didn't even think I'd have the energy to kick the ball and guess what I missed it as well <laughs>
1: I, I also think that dude deserves a little bit of credit in that. He, he, he'd not had too many touches of the ball because he'd come on as a sub and it was straight to was um, the next time. So with with one of his first couple of touches, he, he put that penalty away. and That takes guts as well, I think.
0: And normally when you win in the Cup, you have a couple of league games just to <laughs> get yourself bedded in, enjoy the euphoria of going through to the next round of the Cup, bit of preparation... Um, none of that happened because we've had five postponements of games due to weather and the like which we'll touch on a little bit later um, and so our next game was actually again in that same competition uh, this way, we, this time we were at home uh, to Mossley Hill first team, we were actually in the league above us, now I wasn't here for this we lost 5-2 in the end and uh, the game was transferred over to their ground because our pitch wasn't fit Because of the rain. I guess explain to me what happened, what what did we did well, what we didn't do well.
2: I think our lads started the first half really, really well. Most of our possession was good, passing was good. Went 1 0 up from a free kick and possibly should have, co- have scored a few more. Leon's hit the bar. We've had a couple of one on ones with their keeper. You know, you put them away, you're 2 3 up. And then we let them get back into the game Silly one from a corner I think it was And then one not long before half time Where I think we just lost the forward in our box And he's one on one with the keeper So yeah we go in a half time 2-1 I'm still quite confident because we've been playing well And then second half was just It was just like it just fell away Mm. We we timed it like me and uh, Midge on 52 minutes So seven minutes into the second half and you could you could see a lot of our lads' fitness levels dropping, a- and that just allowed them more time and space to turn <coughs> and play into, and, you know, we just we just fell over then. And uh, the, the unfortunate thing about, or the fortunate thing about a team is, you only need a couple of lads not to be on par, because either they've gone out and got bladded the night before like a dickhead, Um, that's a technical term
1: Say dickhead (laughs) or dickhead both
2: or they've not put themselves into a a position where they're physically able to help the rest of their teammates out so you're playing a decent side, you need 11 fit, strong and prepared lads potentially 14-15 because you need your subs as well, but yeah I was really disappointed with last week, really disappointed
0: what about you Pez? you got on the score sheet I guess so Focusing on the positive.
1: I wasn't going to mention me free kick either, but we'll <coughs> leave that in. Well, we
0: did. I did ask at the beginning whether we wanted to talk about these two games, and the man on the score sheet for both games was quite vocal at making <laughs> sure we did.
1: I um, I agree with most of that. I think um, we started the better team, um, scored a goal. We, you know, they they didn't show anything because they had a league above us, obviously, and, and we were playing at their ground. But there was nothing in the first. 40 minutes where you'd think, ah, right, there's a, there's a goal for you, you you, should, you know, clearly that's the side. Um, there was a spell of 15 minutes where they had three players in bind. so there was a point for a couple of minutes where they only had nine players on, and we were 1-0 up at that time, and instead of, we, we played their 15 minutes, like it was the last minute of a cup final, and we needed the goal. Um, we just gave them the ball back, and they hid it. They took ages with throw-ins, with corner. I'm I'm saying this as a compliment to the goal, yeah, well, by the way. It was, oh, it was perfect. They they just they just made that 15 minutes go like that. And what once we hadn't capitalised on that, and once they'd weathered that, there was a notable shift. I thought in mentality that it was almost like once they got that 11th player back on, where they thought, right, you couldn't do us with nine. You're definitely not going to do us with 11, and. I think that had a bit of an effect on us. Um, I mean, you know, we got three extra players, and we just lumped the ball back through them for most of most of that, the rest of that half, and then in, into the second half. That's all we did really, as well. So um, the fitness and things like that—that that goes without saying. You know that that's being covered. But I, I, I was disappointed. We've always prided ourselves on being a team that tried to play decent football, and couldn't even do that when we were three players to the good. So. That, that was the most disappointing thing for me.
0: Because it isn't necessarily about trying to score a goal in those sorts of circumstances. Just keeping the ball for 15 minutes Massive, when they're a man yeah. down will have the rest, but the majority of the team blowing out yeah. of their arse, even when those three new lads come on.
2: Oh, yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, 100% agree with Pes. So, as soon as they had the couple of lads sent uh, to the sim bin and we had the extra people. All of a sudden, our centre halves both turned into Michel Platini. But instead of having his passing range,
0: the, the player, or the one now that's yeah. banned from all football.
2: Um, if I had, a, if I'd have had my way that day, I'd have banned them from all football <laughs> ever again. But I, you know, they thought they were capable of passing the ball forty yards on a soaking wet pitch down a hill in the air to Joey, who's about what two foot one. And the lads marking them were six four four. So why, why are you we do? Why are you doing that? You know, I just no explanation for me from them two.
1: I've uh, I've got a friend who plays for them. Uh, he's he's a good six three himself. And um, I spoke to him after the game, and he, he said that when we were warming up, they they looked at us and they, they said they fancied set pieces right away because they, they didn't have many if any under six foot. Uh, the two centre arts were massive with the strike, it was massive and everybody in between was a big lad so that we were always gonna struggle with stuff like that. But to t- to then turn our attack and focus on you know, lumping it up to it and it was just meat and drink for them. We just did one absolutely everything.
0: Now, I, I don't know whether this was the case, because I wasn't there, but it's quite a difficult pitch to play on, is Mossy Hill. It's quite exposed, it's got this weird slant on it, it's almost like a sideways downhill thing. The pitch is quite, it's usually quite hard, because it's on top of a hill, so presumably all the water just disappears down down that hill. Did that play a part, or are we just making an excuse there?
2: I um, No, I don't think it didn't play a part, and uh, you know, I don't know how Pez feels, but... I've played there loads of times played for them for the season um, and when you're actually on the pitch you don't notice it as much or I didn't anyway but I don't know how you feel on
1: that No, I, I agree, there was a point in the first half where Danny Mulville had said was he'd be playing on the left down the hill where he said he, he'd sort of felt it when again we were lumping balls in channels for him he, he'd cut I suppose it not just because of the hill because of the condition it was slippy so you saw sort of slipping into the hill a bit he, he said that he, he'd noticed he was on a little bit but they, they're on the same pitch we're on aren't they if, if they, can, they can get by we should be able to I think
0: support the station by visiting patreon.com forward slash the pod station and receive exclusive membership benefits and promotions okay that's covered those games <clears throat> there isn't any more to cover because oh. we don't have any more games <laughs> um so we'll move on to news um first and breaking news as it were our chesh linchpin paul lefty mikhail was in a car accident last night head-on collision with the sounds of it bloody lucky still to be here there's lots of damage bits on him apparently he's claiming for loss of teeth but we all know he had none in his head to begin with so we're not having that we would probably all wish him well the place wouldn't be the same without him so
2: definitely definitely um He's a major character around the club, to say the least. And no matter what anyone thinks, he is a nobbed. Yeah. But he, he's our nobbed. He is mm, our nobbed. Yeah. And we're all nobbed together.
1: <laughs> we are. Do you, do you second that, Pez? I very, very, very much back that as an opinion. Yeah.
0: Well, that you're a nobbed. I <laughs> am a nobbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are thoroughly all nobbed. So
1: nobbed that scored in the last two games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, get well soon, left. Um from all of us although i'm not sure you know how to download podcasts so whether he's listening to this or not well uh,
2: listen if he he can't get to this then we need someone to download it so you get well soon paul because i've still got that trim to get fitted in our hall
0: (laughs) (laughs) so the next thing i was going to do, which you touched on uh, before we've touched on multiple times which these match postponements Um, and the weather it doesn't feel like it's letting up at all now I was going to um, ask the question of is this global warming but that's far too big a question for our little brains to try and compute and address so I guess the other the the other two questions I've got is number one is there a a problem that we perhaps are going to try and look at for the church as a pitch and number two if our pitch which is a grass pitch by the way um, can't cope with this sort of weather should there be more facilities for us to be able to get an alternate location because, for example, the Rainhill game, we called this, was it yesterday or Thursday? Thursday, Thursday, yeah. and uh, Midge was trying to find a 4G pitch as an alternate and wasn't able to do one, which is pretty rubbish going, I guess. Any thoughts?
2: Um, Yes, for me, there's definitely a problem with our pitch down the bottom end just by the road. The rest of it's fine most of the time, but down that bottom end just... The water just seems to gather, possibly runs from the top all the way down. There is a slight incline down towards the road. So I think potentially in the summer, we we maybe should look to get some work done on it to try and allow some of the water to drain away when we have got some rain. But having said that, and we know uh, McGull did that in the summer and spent a few thousand pounds, well, more than a few thousand pounds on their pitch putting in some more drainage and stuff like that and yet their game was called off today also and um, so you know it's it's a problem that's not easily <laughs> solved the weather don't know about global warming or whatever so according to mr. Trump it's it's a myth just like his fringe and <laughs> um, <laughs> but in terms of 4g pitches yes I think there should be more facilities around I'm not surprised there was none available for today because a lot of teams now are choosing to play their games on them, I'm not a real lover for them or of that type of pitch. I believe in grass, but I can see there is a need for them. But the other problem is, um, is for teams is how do they afford to play on them? Because mm. it's what you're looking at: 180, 200 quid to at get least, your game yeah. on a Saturday for one game. That's that's a, a lot of money, you know. Because no one comes along and gives us it, do they? You know what I mean? So I don't know how some of them are, are, are affording it. I know South. Are doing it, but possibly Bair- Billy Birch has been on the fiddle for years, so <laughs> he- he'll be. Allegedly, f- allegedly,
0: everyone. Nah, eats. it's all true. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you'd right. to
0: you, not
2: all-, all those years as a referee, not paying tax.
0: <laughs> allegedly, oh my god, it's, it's a shit. <laughs> as a player, I guess because we're only in god well, i was going to say we're only in october we're not now we're no. in november there is also a fear that if you play on a pitch that is quite heavy you end up ruining it for the rest of the game yeah. so what's the balance where, where do you sit on this balance of oh i just want to play a game of 42 i really don't want to ruin the pitch and spend the next eight months playing on what is a concrete park
1: yeah it's it's not even just about that though it's it, it, the game on the day that there's it can be an equaliser. Um, I, 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 we'll go back to the Poulton Royal game, I think it, it worked out as an equaliser. And sometimes I don't want to give that sort of advantage to teams that I think we, you know, on, on everyone's best day, we, we could beat. So even if you look at the, the cup fixture mostly, you know we, we had to move that from a home fixture to an away, and that's got to have an impact, hasn't it? So I, I don't want to ruin the pitch for the rest of the season, but also I, I'm. I'm not in favour of giving teams a leg up, and you know, if the if the if the weather and the pitch can spoil the party for us, then I'm, I'll, I'll be patient. You know, if, if we've got to play a lot of games in a short space of time towards the end of the season, but it's, it, it fits the way we play football, and I'm, I'm all for it because
0: we, um, we have mentioned this to the club before about the drainage on our pitch and actually it didn't used to be a problem until when the Railway did some work nearby didn't they and that yeah. started to cause the that the affected the drainage to, yeah. yeah,
2: as I say for yeah. years I've played against Cheshire Lions on this pitch, normally beat them every time and scored <laughs> by the way but the pitch was always in perfect condition, I can never remember a game being called off here when we were due to play here but you know, if you think about this problem, which is a, a country-wide problem, I'd suggest it's not just a Liverpool thing or a South Liverpool thing. This, this country has got probably the richest top tier of football in the world and generates billions of billions of pounds. There's, there's guys there, players, who are earning a week phenomenal amount of money. The clubs are earning loads of money. The Premier League itself is in loads of money. The TV companies are in loads of money. There's an absolute a wash, and yet nothing comes down to the grassroots level. I, I just I find that absolutely staggering. Where do they think the next generations of kids are coming from? And I, I I don't think that that bothered to be honest with you because basically they just sweep their net out every season, taking kids as young as f- as five. Away from playing in the local leagues and stuff like that, and then if they don't develop as they should develop, uh, which for the vast majority of them that's going to be the case because percentage wise there's not many get through, then they just cast them away. They just go. So the, the the big clubs aren't that bothered. I would have thought, but I mean having said that, I have seen Liverpool and Everton are both donating money over the next so many years. I can't remember how much into local grassroots sport, which is great. But it just scratches the surface for me. I I think there should be some legislation put in place that levies a percentage of money to be dedicated from the Premier League, TV companies, whatever, down to grassroots levels to provide facilities affordable.
0: There is a fella uh, who's got an account (coughs) where he regularly has a petition to sign and God bless him. I mean, he keeps going. It, it feels like it's pulling teeth sometimes watching the responses that he do. I keep signing it every now and again, but I, I lose track of whether I've signed the one he's signing or whether he's started a new yeah. one. Can I Ken- give him a shout out, and he's he's, he's tag on Twitter so that yeah. people who listening to this can Ken-
2: Kenny Saunders is his name. Coaches children on on Simpsons Ground, yeah, on the hub there. I think he do, he he coaches kids there, and he's had. He's had these campaigns going for over six years now. Uh, basically, you, you know, you it's one of those petition things online. So if you get a hundred thousand signatures, it then um, you have to
0: discuss it in Parliament. Then, that's right.
2: I? That's right. So I think they're on forty-nine thousand up to now, and this is the uh, sixth year or sixth time I think it's uh, Save Grassroots Forty at Save Grassroots. 49,171 signatures are on that petition, and there's only 58 days left on this one. But we need to get to 100,000. And I just can't for the life of me think why there isn't actually a couple of hundred thousand signatures on it or more.
0: Well, well it takes no effort to click a button, does it?
2: No, it doesn't cost you anything. It, co- it takes about 30 seconds. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Uh, you know, people need to do it.
1: You get fifty-five, well, fifty-four thousand people in Anfield. Probably just shy of forty thousand people in Goodison Park. So there's nearly enough people who are interested in football, turning up every week, paying a lot of money. It takes two seconds to sign that thing. You know, there's, there's, you're talking. There's ninety odd thousand people, just match-going people on on a set of fixtures in this city. Last tram transfer in the mix, I'm sure there's thousand, no problem. Um, so, not, not even halfway there. There's, it's a strange one it's
0: ironic isn't it really because <coughs> the people who would benefit from it actually uh, if, if, if we all did it yeah you'd, you'd cover that 100,000 no, without
2: that. a doubt I mean lot, there's lots and lots of points that Kenny's made over the years that I've seen and agreed with you know and one of his major ones is that uh, grassroots football in every city are, is only there because of volunteers mm. it's only there because people are prepared to give x amount of hours a week free and of a weekend free and okay they do that as we do because we love the game and um, we love being involved and stuff like that but we, we still need help you still need support you know you, you you think about how many hours some weeks that you put in and we don't stop it's all year round even though it stops in the summer we're still going. we will still sorting out last year's kits, next year's kits. Well, I was going to Paying all the bills.
0: Some, pe- some people will probably say, well, there may be grants out there available, but going back to what you're just touching on then, you've got to have the time to find these grants and you've got to have the time to put the grant application together. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, and then even if you do manage to get the money, you've then got to spend the time coordinating and organising to get quotes, to get the work done, all done by people who don't get paid.
2: No, that's it. That's 100% spot on. I, I, at this club, um, at Cheshire Lions, there's there's four main people. There's a number of players that help out on a regular basis, but there's four main people. In fact, there's only three at the moment since Mr. McHale decided to injure himself last night. <laughs> um, but that that's a, that's a lot of work across the season, um, you know. And it, I was talking to someone yesterday in my work, because um, I happened to have the boot of my car open, and it was. In the boot of my car, it was full with uh, the football kits and the. I'm glad you
0: finished that sentence. What you were doing? I was wondering where we were going there. No,
2: (laughs) the football kits and the jackets from last week, which had picked up on Thursday night. So, my the boot of my car is generally only has space in it from a Monday night to a Thursday, because then the kits are in there. Uh, and my missus, every time we go shopping, we have to put the bags on the back seat and go in it. And she's saying to me, what What are you doing? Why have you always got that? Why you? Why does your car stink every Monday? I said, sweaty football kit in the boot. But, and it, you know, that I choose to do that and that's fine. Lots of other people choose to do that across the country. And yet people can't even take 30 seconds to sign a petition, which may help us and others like us around the country.
0: Well said. Pez, How do you feel about 4G pitches? Because, again, going back to what what Yoz has just said there, it seems that you've got two options here. Either, number one, you have to put a lot of money into improving grass pitches, but they only have a limited amount of wear and tear, whereas you've got 4G pitches that can almost be used 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But... I mean there's, there's some there's some Contro- controversy over them
2: they're, they're um, not maintenance free though either you need to no. maintain them each year they're well.
0: not maintenance free the rubber is questionably yeah. <laughs> um, a, a cancer causing type of substance they're not necessarily great on your knees and your ankles certainly for the games that I played before I very wisely hung up my boots I used to be in bits the day after I'd played in a 4G pitch where do you stand on it?
1: I'd always been quite against them, to be honest. Um, It never felt like a proper game of football. It always felt like a pre-season sort of run out. It it took a lot to get the game to feel like a proper game, but if I'm being honest, the last probably 18 months or so, I'm I'm leaning more in favour of them. They are a little bit harder on you, but I also find that the ball runs so true. It's a lot easier turning if some of these pitches are cut up and whatever. You know, you you losing foot and things like that and the other thing about grasses, um, football boots are so expensive now. G- genuinely, if you want a half decent pair of football boots, you'll pay for them. And if you if you to keep up with the seasons, you need at least two pairs. Whereas you know if you're playing ninety percent of your games on um, on a four G, you just need a pair of Astros, just a pair of oldies um, to get by on. So. It, it, it alleviates a little bit, a bit of that as well. But I, I am leaning more in favour of them recently. But I don't think we're getting on one well anytime soon. Are we? So <laughs> there, there's another
2: thought for you as well. Then some of these boots can range from £200, 300 pounds a pair. Yeah? yeah. 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 So why don't Nike and Adidas put some money back into the sport as well, so that there's more footballers out there that are potentially buying their product. Wouldn't that be good?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's laying down the challenge. Or Umbro, or Puma. Uh, or any of them, any yeah. Any of yeah. them, Kappa. Other brands do it. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: Motto. Um,
0: um Right. Uh, a couple of quick updates on news wise. Um, we mentioned last time that we had our teamwork project, which was um, helping to collect food for local banks just to help people who were struggling. That's still going great guns. We took a picture, which was gone on our social media today, showing another good haul from the players. We'd obviously love even more if anyone who's not associated with the club if you can go down to these these places which is the local bank that w- we support
2: uh, well i always drop the stuff off at um, a local church called saint mark's in Chilwell. the trussell trust they run the the center there i don't want to use the fb words no not facebook either <laughs> uh, they they run the tr- the uh, trust store but there um and i dropped a load of stuff off this morning them, which they were really happy with, and because the lads have trained, I've got another two baskets of stuff to take in, which is really really good. But there, there's another thing that gets hit when we haven't got a fixture because the lads I can't collect anything off the guys if they're not here. But when they are here, they, they generally give and provide stuff, which is really really well received. Um, and in fact, talking to Mark and Robbie Midge before while the lads were training and stuff like that, the club are going to donate and buy 40... um,
0: Advent calendars.
2: Advent calendars, that's the one. I picked a couple up last night in Tesco's to to pass in because i just seen them and thought, well, if people haven't got money to buy food or washing powder or whatever else, then the kids are going to go without Advent calendars as well. So um, that's why the club decided to donate and buy 40, which I'll get tomorrow and drop off with this... Today's haul.
0: Fantastic, it's going very well. Also, we tried to have a balanced debate but failed miserably about the Prescott Cables points deduction. It's like uh, this weather, it's ongoing and never ending. Uh, they are having a meeting on the 12th of November where they will be discussing and reviewing our more recent comments to let us know whether or not they agree. Thankfully, we're not still holding our breath. <laughs> um, and uh, we will keep you updated on that to see yeah.
2: how that it, goes. It's worse than waiting for a VAR decision, isn't it? <laughs> if um, if if they
1: overturn their original decision and rule in favour of us, I will open a Woolworths just to show my ass in its window.
0: <laughs> in fairness, though, if they do reverse the decision, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's a. It, I won't say it was a brave thing because that that's not the right word, but I do have an appreciation for people who can accept that they've, they've, they have they've, might have made an error and backed themselves down it's when they stay firm and true and dig their heels in even mm. though they clearly look like they're wrong.
2: Yeah, well I've, I've been in this, associated with this game for a long, long time now because I'm an old fella and I've never once ever known anyone associated with a league or a local county FA or anything like that listen what someone's saying from uh, one of their clubs, never once so, you know Watch this
0: space, we'll we'll have another debate on this no doubt when the uh, decision comes through, finally we've got a race night on the 23rd of November at the Chesh, Um, I'm going to say it starts at 7pm because I'm guessing, and I'm assuming. Yes. If not, get here for seven o'clock anyway, because the bar's 7, open.
2: Seven p.m. It'll start on the dot. All the horses will be warming up outside, weather <laughs> weather permitting. That's a that's a big opportunity for a food bank collection as well. Yes,
0: yeah. so that's a great <laughs> shout. Is that so? Yeah, bring some food down and um, come join us. Uh, we're not di- we're not selling tickets, are we? No. We're just it's just come down. You can you can participate with the races. All the money goes towards the club.
1: No tickets, cost events she will be an item for the food bank. Oh, that's
0: pay, an even better shit. I'll tell you what, yeah. he's, not, he's, he's not just good looking, is he?
2: <laughs> no, the apple hasn't fell far from the team mate, has it? Misses
0: it? So yeah, get yourself down, there's a bar, there'll be food, um, there'll obviously be the fun and fun and games of the, the races. Midge will no doubt grab the microphone, which is ironic yeah. given he hasn't been on a podcast
2: bring, yet. Bring your wife, bring your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, they're Girlfriends and boyfriends, everybody, bring them all. Their with, money's good with their purses and wallets <laughs> yeah.
0: full. Uh, right, okay. Uh, moving on, we're going to do our match predictions. Mm-hmm. Now, this went really well uh, last time because <laughs> we obviously asked for a prediction on the the Saint Michaels. I think I, I don't have it to hand, which is quite fortunate for you. Um, but I think there was a five nil or a four nil in fact i think i got ribbed by going down instead of up he did. so that didn't work out did it quite well so shall we see whether we do it any better this time we've got mersey royal away next week on on a 4g pitch a crappy 4g pitch it's on yeah, the real tennis center i don't, think it's, centre. It's I don't the, think it's 4g
2: i think it's, it's 1g that yeah. <laughs> and the lights are off a uh, old miner's helmet yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's not the best
0: um uh, let me get the league table up and...
2: Uh, I think they're about fourth, Mersey Royal. It, they're always tough to play against, especially mostly a way.
1: I remember before, uh, playing against them f- for a different team and um, they, they were always really, really tough, really scrappy, really physical.
0: Yeah, they've played, played eight, won six, drawn one, lost one and the goal difference of plus 17, so mm. they're yeah. sitting fourth, it's not too bad. <laughs> no. um, who wants to be brave enough to go first?
2: Right, me, I'm going to go confidently for a 2-1 victory for us I think they're a very difficult side and we'll have to be at our best to get anything from there but uh, you know we've got to go there with confidence why not and if you're looking at league positions then our, even though we've only played five games we are near the bottom so you know those spare games that we've got all the games in hand we need to start turning them into points and the best way to do that is to start next week with a win okay
0: Pez 3-1 three, 3-1 one. Three, one. you uh, buggered I was, I was going to say 3-1 are you going to get on the score sheet as well are you going to go another step further
1: I imagine so I'm in a rich goal scoring green of so
0: and do we think anyone because I didn't mention this before when you mentioned <coughs> Dylan and the fact he got sent off we did say that we would have a competition running throughout the season that um, whoever got booked had to buy the first round did anyone get booked at Mossy Hill because I wasn't there for that one no. So, okay. So, um, unless unless an appeal <coughs> is submitted, it will remain with Dylan for the time being.
2: Yeah, if he
0: if to be with Dylan, yeah. Yeah. Because he got two yellow cards yeah. in yes. the same game. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll since I leave Nick three one, I'm going to go three nil.
2: Nice. Yeah. Clean sheet.
0: Clean sheet. Asheville reserves is our next game. It's in the cup. We're playing away. I'll start with you this time, Pez we usually do quite well at this ground
1: historically a decent place for us to go yeah um, a grass pitch a little bit of a they've got a little bit of a stadium vibe about it I they've got sort of stands down two of the sides every season's a different season obviously and we, we haven't played them at home or away but I I, I I, am always confident going there um, we, we, we seem to we seem to raise it a little bit and, and, and do well so if, if it's a score line you're after I'm going to go
0: 2-0 OK uh, yours they've uh, in the league. They've played eight. They've won five, lost three. Goal difference of plus four. So they are sitting fifth in the league at the minute. But it seems it's a little bit hit and miss with them form-wise. Where are you going on this one? Three-one. Fantastic. Short and T- sweet. To us, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 3 0 again. I'm going to keep it consistent.
1: Broken clock, mate. You'll, be right to, you'll get it right eventually.
0: And last but not least, we've got McGull at home on the 30th of November in the league again. They were a bugger of a team to play. In fact, actually, we, did, we, we could have covered them in our pre-match review, because we did play them,
2: didn't we? We did. I it didn't... was a nil-nil, although, so there wasn't... It like was a nil-nil, yeah. although
0: there was plenty of chances if you watched the highlights <laughs> think, on YouTube. I
1: think you managed to get eight minutes out of it. Yeah. I mean, you, you you were putting things in it, like me taking the bushes out. <laughs> which I haven't thanked you for yet, by the way.
0: <laughs> it uh, there, 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 was, there was a, a fabulous... Exhibition of how not to finish in front of goal yards by by both teams. By both teams. Yeah. 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 It wasn't a dull nil nil, but but definitely a nil nil. And
1: um, a contender for one of the worst tackles I've ever seen put in in a game ever. By the way, they were very lucky to keep all um, all players on the pitch. Even a couple of their players said that at the time when the lad was let off for the book. And um, And
2: interestingly, the the guy that was in charge of that game. Is the head, I believe, of the referees association or whatever in the city. And he was probably about five yards yeah, away from it when it happened. Yeah. Because yeah, he had a good game as a ref. I, I thought he did have a good but game. Yeah, but that's that an that
0: important decision to miss, and particularly when the consequences can be quite grave.
2: Massive. Massive. The lad was off the floor, two uncontrolled, feet. two feet. What more do you need? Yeah,
0: and there was definitely a bruise to prove it. Oh. Not half, yeah. Okay. Um okay so score lines Magul, they're always a tough bit mean, we, we we beat them twice last year 1-0 and we drew 0-0 this week so it's not traditionally a goal fest
2: 2-0 to the Chesh.
0: 1-0 oh.
2: not I, I, I was going to say 2 but.
0: well remaining consistent i'm going to go 3-0 <laughs> just just because it would be a shame not to go a little bit controversial um, you definitely couldn't ever bet against us
1: I think, we, I think we edged the 0-0 I think if, if it was a boxing match I think we were on points if you know what I mean um, even though we, we didn't score I think we, we missed the best chances and we missed more of them so I think if we can put in a similar performance and just, just find that final third quality then we should be fine
0: Fantastic well I think that's pretty much covered everything sorry there isn't as much to talk about bearing in mind the weather's so crap we're now mm-hmm. going to get let Pez go and get himself into an ice bath, or a shower, or hit the pub, whichever is preferential or all three. Whichever's closest. Whichever's
2: closest. <laughs> um, uh, sorry Mark, just one last thing before you go. Um, yes. I, I, I noticed that the club are bringing out so a range of underwear just before Christmas as, uh, as presents for the wives and girlfriends. They are uh, American knickers, apparently with the club crest on. Uh, which sound interesting so they are American knickers and the speciality is one yank and the down <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll have a vote on Twitter to decide whether that has to stay in that's coming out then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I insist on leaving it in we'll let the audience judge whether or not uh, they feel that that was a suitable joke Pez you've got to need to finish that off with there's no following that that. (laughs) alright boys well thank you very much for your time you're listening to the pod station get social at the pod station on Facebook, Twitter and
2: Instagram